This is the Behind the Line Podcast, coming to you from the wacky left coast capital of Seattle. News from the Pacific Northwest, the left coast, the U.S., and the world that matters. The stories the MSM won't talk about. Deciphering the truth through all the lies. For more, visit BehindTheLinePodcast.com. It's amazing to me how bad customer service or service in general has gotten over the last 10 years or so. Here we are in this modern age where we supposedly have all these great conveniences and truly services across the board are much worse than they were in the 80s and 90s. Particularly though, I want to talk about medical care. Everything from just being able to go to a doctor to the way insurance companies dictate our medical care. In the 80s and 90s, if you needed to go to the doctor, it was no problem to call up your doctor or a doctor, any doctor, and schedule an appointment and go. Have a pressing matter and need to be seen today? No problem. They'd make it work. These days, most doctor's offices aren't even taking new patients. So if you aren't established somewhere already, good luck getting into one. Hence the need for all these walk-in clinics or even the emergency room at the hospital gets abused by people just wanting to be seen for routine issues. Emergency rooms are always, emergency rooms always seem to be packed at all hours of the day, which means you'll be waiting three to five hours if you go in there with anything other than a life or death emergency. I was recently sick with a pretty good respiratory infection. I don't usually go to the doctor for anything, but this was getting to a point where I felt like it could become pneumonia or something similar. I called my doctor. I broke down in 2022 when I had issues with my blood pressure and finally got a doctor. I had to go to one 30 minutes away from where I live because there were none who would see me in my own town. Anyway, I called my doctor about this respiratory infection and was told they could see me in February and advised me to go to a walk-in clinic. I have very good insurance through my employment. A lot of good that seems to do, though. I didn't end up going because I didn't want to spend hours at a walk-in clinic waiting to be seen. I had some ivermectin I had recently gotten and took that for five days and it cleared it right up. A few years ago, my dad had some kind of heart issue going on and nearly died. His doctor referred him to a specialist, and he had to wait almost eight months to see that doctor, even though he had almost died. Aside from these ridiculous wait times or inability to even get into a doctor's office, you have the outlandish cost of medical care. From paying for insurance to co-pays to the actual cost of medical procedures, it's absolutely ridiculous. When I went to the ER for my blood pressure because it was at stroke levels, I was put on an IV, had two blood tests done, EKG twice, and an MRI over a period of about 11 hours, and then I went home. They billed my insurance company over $13,000 for that. My out-of-pocket was about 1500 I mean, that's better than 13000 but how does what they did possibly add up to $13,000? A couple years ago, I was looking at costs for medications, which I'm sure most people are aware is off the charts ridiculous. Did you know there's a cancer treatment that costs $480,000 per treatment? This is wrong. This is a scam. It's robbery. It's criminal. 
you have insurance companies deciding if you can see a specialist or if you can have a surgery and a whole host of other things. A friend of mine's wife was scheduled to have surgery on her esophagus because hers only works correctly about 50% of the time. She's had a major acid reflux problem which causes her to vomit multiple times a day. Her doctor determined surgery was necessary and this had been planned for about a year. My friend took time off work, as did his wife. Everything was scheduled for them to stay at or near the hospital for about a week after the surgery to monitor how it went. The night before the surgery, the insurance company pulled the plug and told the hospital their doctor, the insurance company doctor, who had never met with or saw this per patient in person, determined the surgery was not necessary. Really? I mean, wow. No one should be, be determining patient care but the patient and a person's actual doctor. No insurance company, no politician, no make-believe doctor who's never actually met or seen the patient in person. No insurance company should be making these decisions for financially... No insurance company should be making these decisions for any reason because their decisions are strictly financially motivated and not patient care motivated. All they care about is saving money. When her actual doctor demanded a video conference the next day with the insurance company doctor, the insurance company doc was a no-show for the video conference. So no surgery, and no idea when that may happen now. And what is their recourse? Who other than their doctor will go to bat for them? Who can go up against an insurance company, some giant corporation where it's probably impossible to even talk to someone who can make a decision. It's all a game. All they care about is the money kept, is about keeping their money, keeping it and getting more of it. It's just big business, plain and simple, at the expense of your health. These pharmaceutical and insurance companies are making money hand over fist and limiting our access to medical care so they can get rich. Politicians won't do anything about it because they, the pharmaceutical and insurance companies, have the lobbyists and the money to keep the politicians on their side. It's disgusting. I wonder how many people die each year because the insurance company refused medicine or medical care. Big Pharma has 1,834 registered lobbyists, which means they have more than three lobbyists for every member of Congress. In 2022, lobbyists spent a record $372 million on lobbying Congress, outspending every other industry. They've been the top lobbying spender for over 20 years. Mostly, they lobby against lowering drug prices and other regulatory efforts. Pfizer was the biggest spender of any drug company in 2022. Imagine that. They spent $14.9 million on lobbying. Most of these lobbyists previously worked in government, another reason politicians wouldn't go against them. They need jobs when they leave the government and wouldn't want to burn any bridges. Does this not seem like a major conflict of interest? Morally wrong? Unethical? Do ethics in government even exist anymore? You can just go ahead and add this to the list of ways the corrupt federal government and corrupt corporate America is continuing to screw you over while we have out-of-control inflation, deficits, taxes, poverty, limitations on your constitutional rights, and warmongering. Our forefathers must be turning in their graves. Thank you for listening to the Behind the Line podcast. 
If you like this broadcast, please like and share it. Please follow us on Facebook, Rumble, YouTube, Twitter, Truth Social, Telegram, Gab, Parlor, and LinkedIn. You can find our podcast at theonlinepodcast.com, netnewsnetwork.net, and on Anchor, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and anywhere podcasts can be found. Thank you for your support. Thank you.